Hello, and uh, welcome to part two of our massive GoldenEye spotlight that was supposed to be one episode, but that ended up being more because it's GoldenEye. Um, and to talk about uh, multiplayer, which is what we kind of left off over, we uh, brought on uh, Jeff because he's a cool guy. Hello there. <laughs> Good to be back once again. <laughs> what an intro. Yeah, I know. And also we have, uh, we have Kev Rose here. Yeah, it's it's me, Kev Rose. Uh, you sound like you got mm-hmm. a cold. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I, when I get a cold, I get less British. <laughs> <laughs> got Americanitis. Yeah, it's weird. Every time we have Jeff on, like um, Kev's voice changes to that of Andrew's. It's very strange. Mm, Do you think we're theory. the same person? <laughs> yes. You're just literally, like, literally, you're actually Kev. Both of you are Kev. He's just doing voices. He's doing his famous American accents. Exactly. Now Yeehaw! we can watch when we talk at the same time. A little ventriloquism mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. It's all done in post. It's all trickery. <laughs> <laughs> the magic of podcast. Yes. We are magicians of pod. <laughs> um, so anyway, how are you guys doing? Uh, I'm pretty good. I give myself a nine out of ten. Hmm. Nice. So that's cool. I'll add that to the current Metacritic rating of uh, Andrew's current state. I'll let you know when we get enough to give you a score. And uh, I'm doing well. Had a good week, I'd say. Oh, yeah, awesome. I'm. That sounds like a seven point eight. Seven point nine, maybe. Seven point nine. Go with that okay. classic. Okay, I I think. You know, I think I started out the day a solid 10, but it's been slowly going down <laughs> as things go wrong with this <laughs> podcast. It's still probably sitting at a nice 7. It hasn't like gone completely the heck, so I think I'm all right. <laughs> That's good. We've made it this far. Made it this far. I'm just glad that there's, After you know, battle. wave bars going on my screens right now, and we're actually doing this. <laughs> down a person, had a lot of technical difficulties, and, you know conflict of schedules almost in some ways so um yeah we're, we're we're glad we're all together and talking about video games that's right mm-hmm. i'm not you contrarian <laughs> sorry it's just what i do <laughs> okay <laughs> so i guess um with that whatever that was out of the way uh that glorious excellence in podcasting um let's just go ahead and kind of dive right into the news um all right before get to the main part of the news actually see i'm already going i'm already contradicting myself um we have a uh, new twitter handle just for rare and friends so you know previously i've been kind of just basically turning my own personal account into uh rare and friends twitter but i was like yeah well actually Andrew kept bugging me until I made one. That's actually how it happened. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. and uh, all four of us have access to it, and um, I'm sure there'll be tons of glorious tweets, and you should follow that. Mine will be the most glorious. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll expect at least one glorious tweet by the end of the day. And, and, di- and one, one more time, what's the Twitter handle? At Rare and Friends. No ampersand. Very yes, creative. I know. A N D. That word that's used quite a bit in our language. Um, the first half of my name. 
Oh, it's <laughs> perfect for me. Rare Andrew friends. Rare Andrew friends. That's the spinoff when he goes solo. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, we have a brand spanking new logo, and it's very shiny. And I hope you like it. And it's a lot less lazy very than the nice last logo. one. <laughs> As I slowly make the site, it less doesn't shiny. have Mr. Pants. That's true. Um. I thought about putting him in there, then I'm like, you know, we're try- I'm trying to get more viewers rather than less, and this is just going to confuse people who aren't real huge Rare fans. <laughs> I'm just like, why is there a man in his underpants behind their logo? I'm not sure if I want to be here. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, maybe you'll draw in a different crowd that way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the British gentleman in, the under- in his underpants crowd. I've heard is quite a lot of them. Like Kev. <laughs> we're Kev. Yes, you're all, we're, we're all Kev. We are Kev. Mm-hmm. Kev United. <laughs> Kev United. <laughs> um. Anywho, um, <laughs> the actual news is there's not much of it this week at all. Um, basically, it was uh, cameo or can you know what? Is it cameo or cameo? I've always been pronounced both I ways. I call it cameo. I don't know. I call it cameo. Cameo? Okay. Yeah. Cameo. Uh, well, cameo elements of Power Week. Because um, if you've been paying attention at all, Rare's been doing this kind of uh, thing on their Twitter where they take a week to a spotlight on the game. They release like wallpapers and wrapping paper and all these fun stuff. Um, but um, the only thing they really showed that was you know, anything beyond the wallpapers and whatnot was a finally a making of a cameo video. And um, that went out on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and all their social channels. So that was kind of exciting to see. Uh, did either of you guys have a chance to watch that? Um, I watched through it first um, right at the end of my work day and it was kind of on in a tab. I was wrapping up, so I, I haven't sat down and really watched through and focused on it. So I need, to, I need to still do that. Yeah, I, I've sadly probably kind of did the same. I think I was literally like chatting with you guys on Skype while I was watching it. So yeah. it wasn't the best for my attention, but it was a, it was a good eleven minutes. Um, yeah, it was. It seemed like there was mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff in there. I did like that they talked a lot about, um, you know. The process of taking it from the GameCube to the Xbox to the 360 and talking yeah, about those different yeah. uh, iterations, you know. I've definitely heard a lot of some of the stuff we had, you know, heard previously with our Nick Macon interview, which was kind of cool to see them talking about mm-hmm. it, too. So, um, yeah, it was it was pretty neat stuff. Um, it wasn't yeah. quite as, brown, as groundbreaking as some of the other ones. I was kind of a little sad they didn't show any, uh, you know, like GameCube or original Xbox footage we haven't seen before. Mm, but yeah. probably because they didn't have working emulators just to pop something in like they did for uh, all the older stuff. Yeah, that's that's probably mm-hmm. true. Who knows? But it was it was cool. I remember two parts I did actually see was when they were talking about the uh, the generation or procedural like grass and trees and stuff mm-hmm. and, and how they've made that system. And then talking about the particles in one of the rooms where they'd put a million and couldn't <laughs> see the character. So yeah. 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 That was only a cool. hundred thousand. I thought that was, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, what did you think, Andrew? Did you get a chance to watch it? Uh, I watched like the first like two minutes of it 
and then I had to go. So. Fair enough. I'm sorry I disgusted you that much. I just, you had to turn it off and leave. Yeah. Yeah, because I was talking to you on Skype, and it just made me like, oh, I can't stay at my computer anymore. <laughs> God. Well, that's, I guess that's understandable. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, think, uh, I don't know if you want to spend uh, too much time on that. Um, as with most of these videos, it's probably best for you just to go and watch them rather than hear us talking about bits and pieces of Blabber. it. <laughs> yep. Go check it out. It's on the Rare Limited YouTube page. It's very. It's their only social media that doesn't end in Rare LTD. Because someone else stole that one. <gasps> we should find them and make them give it's it back. Scandal. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so, um, don't think, I mean, shoot. Don't remember if I checked the mail today, but I don't think we had any yesterday or this morning when I, uh, checked our email to see if we had anything to read so i'm guessing we don't have any calls or emails so yeah. i was gonna call in but i found it to be kind of it'd be bad because i'm already on here so <laughs> well you could have called in it would i mean up until like you know this morning we didn't know that kev wasn't going to be on this episode so you could have called in and then it could have been kind of funny because you would be reacting to your own call <laughs> Yeah, that would have been amazing. That was very insightful, Andrew. Thank you for calling in. <laughs> an excellent call. <laughs> it's like, my, how did that caller get to be so handsome, and why do I even know what he looks like? <laughs> That's how I would have responded to it. I'm not hitting on you, Andrew. So Dave thinks I'm handsome. Yeah. You might want to work... Like, after I get this up, you might want to, like, chop up that bit of audio, and then just... Uh, Splice it into your next musical piece, and then play it on repeat <laughs> over and over again. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> um, so we have a pretty substantial uh, main feature uh, this episode. So you guys just want to kind of get in it and try to see if we can get this done. And let's episode. talk about Gold Knight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo! jump on in. Mm-hmm. You know, last time we got off topic quite a bit and we were i can't believe we actually even attempted to do this in one episode but we did <laughs> yeah. and now our girls will not have to do it in three so i'm gonna try to kind of speed along so if you weren't here for last episode i mean we talked about the movie and some of the early development and graphics and music but we didn't even make talked it about the golden eye movies without really. me uh, what was that and I'm, I could. You talked about the GoldenEye movies without me, and I could cry. Oh, I'm sorry. Because they're my favorite. No, you know what? You weren't here last week, so you, you wanna. If you have anything about the first part of, um, like last episode, if you had any opinions about the movies or anything like that that you wanna say real quick. The movies are really good. They're the tropical freeze of movies. <laughs> the tropical freeze of movies. All right. Yes. F- favorite favorite Bond movie, Andrew, and favorite Bond. Go. Uh. I don't know. It depends on the day. I really like. Um, I really like the soundtrack to Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. It's a good like, one. I like the soundtracks in general, though. Like they're all very. Yeah, good. I think some. But I think I think they got worse, like as they went along. But they're still very good. Uh, I wouldn't say they got worse, but there was definitely a period where they weren't that great. Kind of like the eighties uh, era. I think Sean Connery is my. I'm partial to Pierce Brosnan because of Goldeneye. I want Sean Connery to reprise his role 
once he's like because he's super old. <laughs> yeah, and retired. Good if he tried. Yeah. yeah. I think he should he be. should come back to being Bond. He should be a villain in one of the new ones. That's I mean Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Every actor that's played James Bond is still alive. They could have every Bond get that back together and awesome. have a super <laughs> <laughs> You know, Roger Moore and Sean Connery team up. Like cloning gone bad. <laughs> <laughs> they can bring in like he looks nothing like me and he talks like a pansy. <laughs> I mean, Sean Connery's like 85 now. Yeah. I think Roger Moore might be even older. I can't remember how old he is. He doesn't. He's, yeah, he's close to his age. He's starting to look pretty saggy in the face, though. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm not yeah. sure about uh, George What's-His-Face, the guy who only played Bond Reason once. Beast. Yeah. But he o- yeah, Roger Moore is apparently uh, 88. I can good do Googling. Boy. I'm really good at that. You know what? He can, he can still do an action movie. <laughs> Totally. Harrison, oh, of course. Harrison Ford's going to be Indiana Jones in Indiana Jones 5. So why not? <laughs> but he's like 20 years younger than that guy. That's true. So it's a big difference. And I still have an absolutely no... Like a lot of people are... I know this is a tangent, but a lot of people are knocking Harrison Ford for his age for playing Indy. I don't even care. I want to yeah. see it. I want to see... I, I'm sure he'll be fine in it. I just... They need to come up with a better story and not have nuking fridges. Well, I mean, Lucas isn't involved in the writing this time, so... That'll help a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the one, like literally the the name that um, that George Lucas wanted from the movie from like the earliest earliest stages was Indiana Jones and the Saucer Men from Mars. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, like literally, you can look. <laughs> so so uh, Luke, like Lucas and Spielberg were like fighting about it for like ever, and Lucas or Spielberg didn't want aliens, and then Spielberg was adamant. And then they sort of came up with these other dimensional beings as like, I guess, kind of a middle ground. God. So honestly, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was really just Spielberg trying to save as much of Lucas's terrible ideas as he could and make it as enjoyable as possible. So I think it'll be fine now that Lucas isn't gone. I feel bad for saying that because Lucas is created like half of the things I love. But... I think the biggest thing is the the special effects for me. Mm-hmm. Like I just, the green screen was just too much in that one, and it just takes yeah. it out of it. I think it'll be wise of them to stick to practical, kind of like what Abrams did with the new Star Wars. Absolutely, like really liked how that turned mm-hmm. out. I love it. I have it pre-ordered. I'm gonna watch it 20 more times. <laughs> nice. Did I mention I like Star Wars? Oh yeah, <laughs> Me too. I, I like Star Wars. But we're talking about Golden. That's Eye. true, man. If only Rare had done a Star Wars game. Oh man, what it's called Jet Force. Generally. It's true, but there you go. It's not Star Wars. It should be. It should be. It should be. I want Lupus, Lupus the dog, to have a lightsaber. Well, Lupus is totally the Chewbacca character. Come on. You don't think he's like the R two? Oh, the R two. I think he's like the R two. Okay. Or BB-8 now for the young kids. Yeah. So Goldeneye. Young listeners. Goldeneye. All right. It's a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we left off at um, multiplayer. Um, we kind of went over all the basics, which as I said before is kind of ridiculous considering that was like an almost two-hour podcast and we didn't even talk about the multiplayer or any of the levels in the game. Um, but we left off there and um, we were going to kind of probably recount our own personal experiences with the multiplayer because it's definitely in some ways viewed as what kind of spawned 
every other console multiplayer game. Like, at that point, you know, multiplayer was for PC, LAN parties, or multiplayer shooters. And this Mm -hmm. was, like, the game that made it work on a game console and just succeeded at it so well that, you know, it was the game that everyone had. You know, it it made the PC guys jealous, which was pretty cool. Especially during those console wars days where everyone hated anyone else no matter just because of the difference in hardware which still kind of happens but i think now that we've all grown up a bit it's a little bit less because we all have money yeah, i don't know i i think our circle of people that we talk to now have kind of grown up and and are over the console wars but they if you check message boards or youtube comments it gets a little ridiculous yeah that's that's true <laughs> ps4 sucks such a noob <laughs> but yeah, Goldeneye was was incredible at the time. I mean, I remember the first time I saw it. I just had I, I don't think I'd ever played a first person mm-hmm. shooter at that point. Like I didn't have a PC for gaming at that point, so I hadn't seen, you know, the Wolfenstein's or the Dooms or uh, you know the other right. ones that kind of came out. The just a few. It's weird to think that they were just a few years before Goldeneye, uh, but they felt like they had been out for ages, and. I mean, just to see it, my ex- first exposure to Goldeneye was a friend of mine um, who'd rented it and invited me over. And we played that, like, this whole weekend that I spent at his house. And it, it just was beyond anything I had ever <laughs> experienced. I really was impressed by it and ended up picking up my own copy eventually. But it was hard to track down. It was sold out for, like, six months after. It was hard to find copies. Right, Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I went over my first experience uh, last episode, so I won't talk too much about it, but I played in the kiosk, and, you know, I think it, you know, I, like, somehow convinced my mom to get it for me. I think it was the first, uh, like, sort of violent game I was allowed to have, because <laughs> I loved it nice. so much, I somehow convinced her that, you know, I was allowed to have it. Yeah, I, I mean, I was, I kind of been, like, you know, 11, or I think I was about 11 or something like that then. So mm-hmm. it was so over the point. I guess she was more okay with it, but I think I'm. I'm trying to remember if it was the first first person shooter I played or not. I might have played uh, Dark Forces on PC mm. before that, but I'm not sure. I know I hadn't okay. played any of the really traditional ones that everyone talks about, the like Quaker Doom and stuff, and hadn't played any mm-hmm. of those. So it was either the first for me or one of the first to introduce me to the genre. Definitely the first one I played that was, you know, full polygonal 3D. Like, right. yeah, like yeah. all the other ones I'd played previously were just like, you know, um, like sort of like 2D levels with, or 3D levels with 2D sprites. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So my my first uh, first person shooter was Duke Nukem Zero Hour. And nice. I was like nine years old. <laughs> oh, <no>. Wait, <laughs> what, wasn't Zero Hour a third person? Could have sworn that was third person. No, it's first person. I don't think so. Huh. Um, and but yeah, they had a version of it for the sixty-four, and I played that as a kid. Yeah. I did play Duke Nukem sixty-four, whatever that was. I think that came out. Yeah. Close to launch. That actually. was just uh, so, like a. I think it, it I, I imagine they censored awful. it. I'm just assuming they did because it was Nintendo, but it was a port of Duke Nukem 3D for the PC. Yeah. And I think they probably just sanitized it. Was terrible. It a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they cleaned it up a tiny bit, I think. Did they? Yeah, I, I don't remember. I just remember playing in like the football arena or whatever, and it was. But just, yeah, okay. I should preface that uh, I am very bad at first-person shooters, so <laughs> um, my first experience was uh, I played the multiplayer with my older brother, 
and he would kick my ass every time, and so I hated the game. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I... I mean, I was like eight or nine yeah. years old, so... Yeah, that's, that's too bad that that was kind of your first, like, foray into it, <laughs> because you get your ass kicked in it, and, like, there's no, there's no fun in that at all. Oh, but he'd always love to play it. He'd be like, oh, yeah, Andrew, you got to play this. It's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really want to. Yeah, I I pretty much only played it with my brother. And I actually don't think I did that bad. I, mean, my, I have an older brother, but I think one of the things I really liked about GoldenEye and Perfect Dark is it was one of those games that I actually was close to being as good, if not better, at some times than my brother. Like nice. I was always very, very proud of the fact that I beat uh, Perfect Dark on Double O Agent, and he never did. It was one of the wow. few gaming accomplishments that I did as a like, younger sibling that my brother never did. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I thought I, I've, I've had a really like I love both those games just so much, and I don't know. It's I like the, some of the shooters today, but there's like mm. nothing out there that really captures that same feel and none of the multiplayer series good like i know i know what you mean like for me the pinnacle was definitely perfect dark it was just you could customize every single everything and the the maps were good i I, the weapons were good i just really liked that one and and golden eye too i mean this to the same extent it was not as customizable but it was the same general yeah i didn't play it quite as much because it didn't have bots so I, yeah. you know, I was limited to playing it, with, or at least multiplayer wise, when other people around. So that's why I ended up playing quite a lot of the single player, is I would just yeah. sort of, you know, go around, just almost making my own games within the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, totally finding different ways to send people flying with remote mines and mm-hmm. doing silly things like that and murdering scientists. Yeah. Because everyone murdered the scientists, and if you say you didn't murder the science, you're l- scientists, you're lying. Because everyone <laughs> That's did. True. <laughs> That's just so true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I didn't murder the scientists. You're lying. Liar. <laughs> you murdered them. You probably even like you know did it a little bit at a time with like a low damage weapon, just so you could watch them limp around. I know you. <laughs> That's what we totally yeah. did. We would always try to shoot yeah. him like in the hip. <laughs> <laughs> Clip his fingertips a little bit. <laughs> Wait till this like pain animation is finally over. Then you shoot him again. Yeah, we used to try. Like our goal, I think, was to try and get him to pull out a like a DD. Oh yeah, right. Because the... every once in a while they would. So we tried to get as many as we could to get like to turn on. Them, so. <laughs> yeah. And and I love the fact that you know the mission doesn't fail, and you, it can, you can just do that. Right. I love that freedom. It's just like I don't care if I beat the level; I just want to play in the sandbox for a while. Mm-hmm. And yeah, totally. there's too many games now. They're just like, oh, you did something wrong, accidentally killed a civilian. Game over. Restart the level. A guard yeah, saw you. We're restarting the level. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think. That may be, and you guys did touch on it last week, but I think that may be one of the best things about it, and especially compared to other games or shooters, Mm -hmm. I mean, in general, was that you could, even if you failed, you could kind of run around the level, kind of learn the layout a little bit better, learn where the guards were, um, 
and and almost like practice without mm-hmm. any real you know yeah consequence at that point i really enjoyed that and i i spent a lot of time running around the levels and just ad- ad- admiring them and looking at um you know like the the no bonds allowed um graphic that's in the facility like little easter egg things mm-hmm. like that just love that you could do that right yeah and it's everything is just designed to that purpose like they wanted people doing that i think that's really cool mm-hmm. and i do i think in general rare always did multiplayer very well mm-hmm. yeah totally like conquers good. multiplayer and like mm-hmm. i don't know i just think um GoldenEye was like probably one of the best multiplayer games even though I was bad at it and didn't like it. Um mm-hmm. like going back and replaying it a little bit ago it was like yeah this is pretty good for what it for what it was, you know. Yep. Totally. Yeah, it it definitely, you know, became the fir- it, it kind of was like a lot of people like younger people don't realize it but this was like this was the Call of Duty back then. Mm-hmm. Or do I, yeah. I imagine, I guess more, I guess, or the Destiny or whatever the heck the kids are playing right now. Yeah, whatever the modern. <laughs> like yeah, this was the, the that game that everyone got and everyone played with each other. And, you know, this was mm-hmm. like the king of first person shooters until, you know, Perfect Dark came around and that sort of became the king of first person shooters, which was then replaced yeah. by Halo, which was then replaced by Call of Duty, and which is probably being replaced by something now i don't know maybe destiny yeah but yeah that's young conquer young conquer is going to be the game that everyone plays online yeah (laughs) everyone can Um, afford a few thousand dollar hollow halo hollow hollow lens halo lens a halo lens Hmm. the halo lens (laughs) uh as far as the multiplayer goes did you guys have a specific setup or, or um, loadout that you guys always kind of defaulted to, or did you kind of just play at random? Well, I would die before I could load it. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, when you're setting up the game, like, bef- in the menu, you can pick, like, power well, like power weapons, pistols, slappers. I, I did power weapons a lot, and usually yeah. power weapons in standard. Um, I can't remember what they called it, but the one where it's just, like, you know, kill player X amount of times kind of deal. Yep. yep, I played that one probably the most out of any of them. Um, I liked the explosive ones as well too, like the rocket launchers or yeah. mines. Um, we we would do yeah like proximity mines mm-hmm. and yeah play cat and mouse or we would do different games like we'd make up our own games like hide and seek right. or stuff like that. We'd turn off the radar. <laughs> I think you could do that unless I'm thinking Perfect Dark, but I kind of get them confused at this point. But. Um, yeah, we would set up scenarios. We'd do, like, the man with the golden gun scenario where you do the one-hit kill and, um, you know, one stock and just kind of try to survive. Yeah, I yeah, I, I did that a little bit, I think, in GoldenEye. I think I did that quite a bit more in Perfect Dark because yeah, the options really work better for that. Um, mm-hmm. I used to, um, you know, I loved how you could basically, you know, you could create a team of bots and literally customize right. every single one. And so I mm-hmm. would like try to basically make them look like real people. Like I think I had one of all like uh, politicians and I have one that I was supposed to be like <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog characters and stuff like that. And I used like the different heads on the alien bodies on the Elvis body mm-hmm. to be different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I would like, you know, get all these teams together and do like a four way, um, you know, fight with me on one team battling these 
themes that kind of <laughs> nice. looked like people, but not really. They looked like people in my imagination. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Did um, Goldeneye just was deathmatch only, right? It didn't have capture the flag or hold the briefcase or anything like that. Uh, or, or did it have I'm trying to remember. Like that? I cannot remember. I mean, they had it. Definitely had some game um, game mode variants. Right, I remember the like one hit kill. Yeah, I remember that one. I don't remember if there was objective based. Yeah, like you said, yeah, it's, re- it's really hard to uh, keep that and Perfect Dark separated in your mind, especially They're since so similar. Especially yeah. because they had some of the same levels too. Right. Yeah. Did um, did you guys ever do the floating mine glitch in the bunker on multiplayer? I'm not sure if I'm aware yeah. of this. I've never we, heard of that. Um, if you go into the bunker level and you throw remote mines onto the eight monitors that are hanging from the ceiling um, and then detonate them all at the same time or something like that. I think it's you throw them on all four of them or all eight of them and then detonate at the same time. Um, any mine you throw after that will just spawn in midair uh, in the place where you're standing <laughs> at like chest level. And so we would we would make these like floating minefields. We have to like navigate and just <laughs> play different. I don't, it was just it was fun. We would try to find exploits like that. But that's the one that I remember the most. Yeah, there's there's a bunch bunch of weird things in that game. And um, what about the push button codes? Those were insane. Were there push button codes in that yeah, one? Yeah, that's the one that uh, had oh. like basically push button codes for every single thing imaginable like you could get all the cheats unlock every level um huh. yeah like don't know that i ever mm-hmm. went back and did that mm-hmm. that's and there was another one too um you could basically unlock all the developers as multiplayer characters that sounds familiar yeah so that was yeah. one of them that was released so it was basically that these one are, we must have done yeah these are basically dev codes and um it also had the yeah. infamous missing cheat option was um line mode it makes everything look like a wireframe, kind of. Oh, cool. Yeah, that- there was actually um, there was an interesting thing they discovered that um, there's like alternate bonds in the code. Like yes, I remember uh, it was the pictures of them, right? Yeah, yeah, and they were supposed to be like playable, but uh, mm-hmm. Rare like would have gotten in trouble if they did. And I was mm-hmm. really disappointed after I read that 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 wasn't a thing yeah. because that seemed really cool. I think it was supposed to be called that. All Bonds Mode or something like that and then you would, you know, be able to play as Sean Connery, Roger Moore, George What's-His-Face mm-hmm. and uh, Timothy Dalton as well as Pierce mm-hmm. Brosnan. So, yeah. That's oh, too bad they couldn't get the yeah, licenses. That's the same. Sean Connery's face is worth too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sean Connery. My face is worth more than your... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Um, so I guess I'll just continue. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember I remember when the first batch of like extended multiplayer characters came out and there was like the scientist and all the civilians and stuff. I remember that. And then I feel like there was a second one that kind of came out after that might be the one you were saying with the developers mm-hmm. or something. But Right, yeah. Was it like 60 additional characters or was it It might have been up to 80. It was like it was a high yeah. number. Like cool. somewhere I just like how they just they just took pictures of people and threw their faces on them. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that's a character. It's awesome. Totally. I love it. Why can't more games look like that today? <laughs> uh, is there anything else in the multiplayer that you guys like memories or or specific things, like levels that you always played or levels that you avoided? Uh, temple complex 
and facility were probably my favorites, which was good. You guys just got moved to uh, Perfect Dark. Yeah, I think those are the three that I always played mm-hmm. too. It's funny. How about you, Andrew? You had any? Did you love the archives with a dying passion of a thousand fires? <laughs> no. Yeah. I always got lost in the archives and yeah. the basement. I just couldn't do it. I know because <laughs> th- hated those. Uh, ones. Yeah, those because they broke it up into two, and then there was one level there that was, connected them both. Yeah. <laughs> the stack. Stack. Yeah, there was, yeah, the thing was massive. Yeah. I probably agree with you on the the, the temple thing. The temple, I think, was like our go-to in the facility. Mm-hmm. Those two, we always played those yeah. two. Because I played Perfect Perfect Dark a lot more than I played Golden Eye. Yeah, so I did same. as well. Yeah, same. Perfect Dark is is perfection. Yeah, my favorite thing in Perfect Dark, just on a quick tangent, was to go into Temple. And I wish you could have done this in Golden Eye, but going to Temple with Slayers, and we would only allow fly-by-wire rockets, where you're like in first person in the rocket, and that would be our game. Like we'd, nice. we'd pick a corner somewhere in the Temple and then try to like navigate a rocket to each other. That was another fun one. We made up tons of different yeah. stupid little <laughs> fake games. This this really makes me want to play some uh, some online Perfect Dark. We should we should, uh, we should do that soon. Yeah, right? we'll, we'll we'll have to talk after the podcast. And, like set something up. <laughs> <laughs> I was really tempted to try. All to right, set guys, something. let's just quit the podcast right now. We're gonna go play Perfect Dark. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, screw you guys. I'm going home. That was my car, man. <laughs> nice. Uh, seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I'll try. I try better. I do better. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I imagine <laughs> we pretty much covered multiplayer because if you continue to talk about yeah. it more, we're just going to start talking about Perfect Dark. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll we'll go into the the main campaign. Um, and it is kind of an interesting way of doing it that uh, most games don't. Is that it has kind of scalable difficulty settings like it's not just like you know how fast the the enemies shoot how much damage it does the what you do when the levels is actually entirely different depending on which difficulty level you pick so it's like you know Mm -hmm. in addition to you know the enemy shooting better and doing more damage you also have to do more things and some of the little things that you it completely ignored and like hey what was that for that seems pointless when you're playing as agent you know becomes some completely necessary when you're uh, playing on a double O. So that is also another thing that I don't think has really been used again since, except I think yeah, in Time Stunners, I believe they had it as well. Yeah. But that almost doesn't count. That was, yeah, I know. <laughs> was them taking <laughs> a lot of the same people, same guys, but you're right. I, I don't think that that's really used anymore in any modern single-player first-person Yeah, which shooters. is kind of That's sad, because I kind of feel like there's, like, zero reason to play on harder difficulty levels anymore, unless you want the achievement. Yeah. I, I'm pretty terrible at modern first-person shooters, so I tend to play them on the lower level just to enjoy the experience, because mm. it is, you know, like, Call of Duty is an interactive movie, and if you approach it that way, like, it's a really crazy Michael Bay-style interactive yeah. movie, and it's that's all it is. Like, I, I don't even, even mean to hate on Call of Duty, because I honestly think that out of most of the modern shooters call of duty takes the modern formula and does the best with it out of any of them yes it's just especially with the yeah and it's just think the problem is that instead of other shooters doing their own thing they're like oh let's be like call of duty 
except do it worse and get rid of everything else first person wise <laughs> that came before. Yeah, seems like that. <laughs> yeah. It's too bad. Yeah, it's like just because something's successful doesn't mean you have to rip it off and completely change the genre. It just means yeah, that yeah, maybe you need to just add a dog to it. Yeah, and people will buy it. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. Mm-hmm. This year we've got dogs. <laughs> I still love that. Watch that. as your dog runs into battle and dies. But then it didn't. No. The dog lived. That's true. That's true. <sighs> I, I still love that reveal video, though, where, you know, they're modeling the dog and they just pull its jaw down. <laughs> just become like an... They touted it like it was such a major yeah. thing. And it was like, well... Yeah, we have dogs <laughs> and fish and everything. Yay. <laughs> So much more realistic. Still no women. Actually, I think they did have... M-ra- it's like M-rated Nintendogs. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, we're tangenting again, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> so, what, what did you feel about the uh, difficulty setups, um, Andrew? Did you... I played it on... I played it always on baby mode yeah. because I'm a baby. To be fair, even agent in that game would be like hard mode in a modern game today. Like That's true. Yeah. That's oh yeah, I never difficult. beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at it. Like the cradle on agent if you don't if you like haven't played in a while mm-hmm. is really hard. I found out the other day cuz I tried to play through it. Yeah, I, I used to be able to just breeze through it and now it's like oh god. I've been stuck on train cuz I keep shooting the tally at the end and it's driving me crazy. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I've only ever beaten the game on Agent. I've I've played through about half of it on whatever the next step yeah, is. Yeah, I, I I beat a few level. I I think I beat it all on Agent. I beat I think most of it on Secret Agent, but not all of it. Maybe one or two on Double O, as opposed to mm. Perfect Dark, where I beat everything on Perfect Agent, hardest difficulty mode. Nice. I'm up to Chicago on Perfect yeah. Agent on Perfect Dark. But that's it's, it. I didn't think it was that bad up until uh, the second to last level is near impossible. Like, it's a mix of luck. It's like, you need complete precision, and then you need to get lucky as well near the end when everyone's... Is that the one where you start off in the prison with um, mm-hmm. Cassandra? You have to know where every single uh, Zerg oh, is. So Not Zerg, hard. I called him Zerg. Skeeter. Um, and... And pretty much yeah. be ready to kill them before they even appear. They have that yeah. kind of reflexes. And then at the end, when they all rush, you pretty much just... Yeah. When you're like, it took me page. hours and hours to get to that point. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I better just get lucky here. And then I, I managed to... I somehow managed to survive with like a sliver of health oh left. Because they were all rushing in. But... It's a golden eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know we're turning. We keep turning this into the perfect dark. I love perfect dark so much. Though. It's it's hard. Yeah, uh, I, I love golden eye too. It's just, man. The thing is, is you know, golden eye is the foundation. It is the framework. Mm-hmm. It, for as much as it did very well, they just polished everything to the nth degree for the, for yeah. the sequel or for. Perfect I do dark, think so it's. Um, not to. I think I did like some of the levels in Golden Eye. I think are probably better than the best levels in Perfect Dark, in my opinion. Anyway, yeah. um, there's some really good ones, but there's also some really bad ones. We probably should yeah, uh, yeah. talk through each one. Here. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the dam. This is Damn. the dam. Probably one of the more iconic levels in the game, and yeah. also probably the only one 
that the supposed remake attempted to even slightly uh, recreate. <laughs> it was like a nod to it at first, and then it just completely yeah. changed. Look, yeah, it starts out, you get excited. They're like, oh, this is going to be good. Oh, yeah. Hey, remember that game you liked? Well, yeah, that's we're just going to completely ignore it. Screw you and everything Let's you love. pull the rug out from under your feet. <laughs> we're getting rid of it's everything you truck. love. Except now, it's more like Call of Duty, which you'd love too because we're Activision and we told you to love it. But anyway, um, I actually didn't even hate the remake as much as some people. Yeah, I, I, it was fine. It wasn't anything. It was like, happen, yeah, it was I mean, fun to play. It's a decent Bond first-person shooter, but it's not Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. And I, and I kind of, I think yeah. it's how it was marketed. It was terrible. I think the, the problem is what we were talking about earlier. They they made it copy the Call of Duty formula mm-hmm. because that's what they thought people wanted rather than like the objective level. Yeah. Kind of explore the level and espionage. It's just, it's very linear. You've got that, that um, waypoint on screen all the time to tell you where to go. And I think that takes a lot out of it from, from what it mm-hmm. is compared to Goldeneye and, and, you know, the exploring and sneaking and looking for stuff. It was weird too because they left in some of the Goldeneye some of the controls were like Goldeneye-esque in some ways. Mm. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't just a standard copy paste of Call of Duty, which I thought was kind of weird. Because I was like, I wouldn't have cared nearly as much if they put the control aspect of Call of Duty on there if they had kept the level design. Mm-hmm. So it was like they looked at the wrong thing that needed fixing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like, like I, f- I feel like the remake didn't have as much stealth at all. Like he just no. kind of went through the motions and shot everything <laughs> you know yeah did you guys play 007 legends that one i felt like had a little bit more of that um i it got i haven't played that i nearly picked it up for the wii u but it got such bad reviews that i avoided it oh yeah i got it for the 360 it's fine it's it's as good as Goldeneye and um quantum of solace is actually a pretty good one too they're very similar all three of those huh. well anyway yeah <laughs> so the damn level you start off you run through and if you're on agent all you got to do is run to a yeah, I, but you don't know that. It doesn't tell you that. It kind of—I mean—it tells you your objective, mm-hmm. but you don't really know where to go, and you just kind of explore. There's no waypoint. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, holding I, your hand. it's not almost muscle memory at this point for me going through well, that yeah, level. No. It's just like you know, kill the first guard, run up, kill another guard, take the uh, sniper rifle, shoot the two guys in the shoot tunnel. The two guys in the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go forward, mm-hmm. sort of hug the right wall, loop around the boxes, shoot the guys in the turret. <laughs> <laughs> See, I remember this level pretty vividly because mm-hmm. it was the one of the only on. ones I could beat as a kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> gold star for you. Good job! Yay! <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then when you add on the next difficulty, then you've got to plant the bug and you've mm-hmm. got to do some other things. And then I honestly don't even remember what they added for. I know you have to go into like the the bowels of the dam, like kind of in yeah, levels, which is kind of cool because you. Always, I almost forget that those are there. There's like a whole corridor. I know, and I think that's kind of the genius of cool. it too, because you don't realize that that's that's going to be a thing when you go on the harder difficulty levels. And then all of a sudden, yeah. there's yeah, this exactly. almost entire another level below the level. It's really, I mean, the genius, like we keep mm-hmm. saying, like the genius of this game and the the level design and the mission structure is that exactly mm-hmm. that. You know, open up new areas. They, you know, in other levels, they keep doors locked, and then when you're on the more difficult thing, you, you the doors are unlocked, and you can do things there. And it, like you said, it makes it feel like there's a whole new level, right? Which is really cool. And, and I do like that the you know a lot of the stuff is from the other harder difficulty levels is still there if you look around it on Agent. 
right. so you just find these things and be kind of like puzzled by them and then you'll you know mm-hmm. go through an I'm argument. actually kind of curious like which version of the level they designed first like oh you mean like which mission structure like they started with the hardest and then yeah. kind of took away hmm. or started with the basic and then added yeah that'd be an interesting question might have added up I mean <laughs> I mean we know that they literally started with a level first and then just came up with objectives so I imagine I imagine they just came up with like I mean, had a sheet of objectives, objective, objectives. I can't talk. They came up with a bunch of things to do in the level, and then they probably like you know decided which ones were hard, and then probably scaled down. Yeah. Maybe set mm-hmm. an end goal, and then yeah, yeah. Oh, that would make sense. But yeah, it's great level. <laughs> yeah. So after the dam, he uh, in the movie he bungee jumps down and enters a ventilation shaft. In the game, he sort of appears in there. Yeah, the the storytelling is kind of well, kind of awkward in this game because it's all done through dossiers, and even yeah. then, it's very like I did not understand what the hell was going a lot on of as implications a implications without yeah. explanations. Like, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I had no idea what the plot was going on as a kid. I knew that there no, was I a, definitely did not. <laughs> I, I knew there was a golden eye satellite and it was blowing things up. That's that's all I knew. But I mean, you pretty much yeah. have to watch the movie to fully understand yeah, the plot. <laughs> that's true. When they, I mean, they added so many things to the game that are just are not in the movie, or they changed things like um, that. We'll get to later when we get to like the Servania mm-hmm. bunker, but. Yeah, so you end up in the facility and in, in, in the iconic uh, ventilation shaft, like he is in the movie. He starts out yeah. there and, and Sec- drops down on the guy. Actually, the first this is the first level I played at the kiosk, yeah. and the I mean, this is like you know, this is just the most iconic, amazing part of the game is dropping down in that bathroom. I I don't mm-hmm. know what's so amazing about it, Shoot but it's just something off. about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it just like. You know, it's like, oh, this is what this is what video games can be now. This is amazing, mm-hmm. you know. Like, and at that point, I didn't even, I don't think any of us had probably played that many um, action or shooting games. And, well, I was no. mainly a platformer guy. And every time I tried, most of the ones I had tried to play are not really so much first-person shooters, but as sort of licensed action games that all been kind of terrible. Mm-hmm. And I never really gave them much thought, but just... Just dropping through, dropping through that hole in the ceiling and just killing all those guards. It was just like this is amazing. I think really, at the time, there weren't many mm-hmm. action games that were good at all. Yeah, like no. it was that and like Metal Gear were the ones right. that I played as a like, kid, and that was it. Turok came out before Goldeneye, but it wasn't. It just wasn't anywhere near. No, the controls are really awkward. Terrible. Yeah. Like, but um, it's like they couldn't figure out how to get the controls down. For a first-person mm-hmm. shooter until GoldenEye came. And then they're like, oh. And then they didn't change, which is weird. Yeah. You know, it's like, you think that after GoldenEye, the turret guys would be like, oh, hey, they got that down. Let's do that. <laughs> they kept their same crappy control scheme all the way up to Turok It's 3. funny because, you know, Acclaim Studios, like, they, they also made, I don't, I think it was the same team, made the South Park game mm-hmm. for N64. And it was first-person, and, and it had two control schemes, and one was called... Two Rock, which was Turok control scheme, and the other one was called Brown Eye for Goldeneye. And even copying the Goldeneye controls, they couldn't get it down right, and they were still terrible. Yeah. Like, like what? How do you? How do you not? How do you not? Do that? The world is not enough. Did a pretty decent job, but they kind of mm. changed a few things and added jumping and tried to tweak it and ended up making it less good. 
Yeah, but I, I never played that one. I, I think it's the best uh, the best Bond game outside of Goldeneye, in my opinion. Hmm. Probably because that it was, you know, in some ways, it was them trying to do a follow up to Goldeneye in some ways. Because yeah. the only was that the one that Eurocom made, or was it the other one? Um, I'm referring to the Eurocom version. There's a PlayStation yeah. version made that's entirely right. different by a different company. But yeah, the Eurocom N64 one. Um, the only Bond game in right. between that was like a third-person game, and then so right. This was oh yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah, yeah. This was their kind of like okay, we got to follow up Goldeneye with a Bond game and actually make it play like Goldeneye to an extent. Mm. I mean, it's. I think Eurocom is the same company that made the um, 007 Legends, and I think it was their last game before. Being yeah, I think so, which is kind of sad, but it's too bad. Mm-hmm. Everyone's getting shut down. Yeah, but uh, the facility do you, uh, is it? I think it's a facility where you, on a higher difficulty, you have to wait for the scientist to come through, or maybe you don't have to wait. But if you wait long enough, a scientist will come through with like the A or the B security mm-hmm. clearance card, um, and he'll hide in that same stall that you drop down into. And if you come back later, he'll just be really? like kind of cowering. Yeah. Um, so if you if you blow up the machines that open the security doors, and you're like, oh crap, now I got to restart. If you actually wait for that guy, he'll. Uh, Hmm. He'll spawn after like three or four minutes in the level. So maybe I'm just getting my and difficulty levels mixed up, but I could have sworn that the guy with the key card was um, in one of the hallways, just kind of standing there. Well, yeah, exactly. There's a there's a guard with a key card. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like the B security clearance, and that opens that room that has the control to open the door, the other door. Right. But if you if you keep waiting and you're like kind of. I guess essentially stuck and can't figure it out, or you blow up that computer that opens the door. Um, this guy shows up, and that key card gives you access to, I think, all the lo- the remaining locked doors <laughs> in that mission. Nice, pretty cool. I always thought that was a nice touch. Oh, I have to I have to experiment. Forgives with that. you for being trigger happy <laughs> on an early level. Yeah, give it a try. Yeah, I think it's on all difficulty levels, or at least the first one. And this is uh, also the first level that introduced uh, scientists. Mm, yeah. First time you can get in trouble for <laughs> shooting people that fail the mission. Yeah, and they let you. They let you kill. Um, they you don't fail if you kill one. I think, or is it? I think it's a think you can get away with a couple if you're on agent. I'm not yeah. sure though. Can't remember, but yeah. Because usually when I'm going after them, I don't care if I fail anyway, so I don't quite remember. <laughs> exactly. Oh, what was the name of that uh, doctor that hands you the thing? Doctor Doick. Yeah, because David Doick, one of the free one of the radical developers, yeah, one of the free radical founders. <laughs> oh, poor David Doick. I wonder where <laughs> that guy is now. <laughs> is he at Dambuster or is he? Um, no, he like practically had like a nervous breakdown and quit after like after uh, Battlefront Three fell through. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I don't think anyone knows where David Doick is. I think he just like completely left the gaming industry. Gotcha. See, if they had um, made that... You know, another thing about this level is the first half is used in the multiplayer map, but the second half is not. Um, and so it always felt like it was kind of two levels where you kind of do that first half, mm-hmm. get into that hallway with the scientist, find Doak if he's in there, and if not, then you go into that second back hallway area. And you've got that whole room to the right that on agent mode you don't even have to do anything mm-hmm. in it's you know, just almost useless, but you kind of go in there exploring if you don't know any better. And so again, that, that cool level design. I always kind of wished that um, they'd expanded the multiplayer level. I maybe mean, had a bigger yeah. version. They had both. 
I mean, if they did the stock, why not? Why not do the facility? Because I quite like the yes. rest of that level, but there was kind of then that second half of the level has kind of been lost to time because you know they they took facility into Perfect Dark and Perfect Dark Zero, and but we never saw left that. off. Yeah, yeah, left off that ending. You know, I, did you ever play with a Game Shark? If you turned on the clip through doors cheat, then I think you could play in the whole level. Oh really? Yeah, I think I want to see my friends and I did that. Like, there's no other doors back there, but you know the the structure of the level is intact hmm. and. Um, no weapons, obviously, but you just take them with you. It was pretty. It was pretty cool. Yeah, if I recall, I never did much game sharking. I always thought it was like no. cheating, and I wasn't. No. Well, I mean, that's what it yeah. was. For. I know. Yeah, that's literally what it does. I I, I, I get I, it. I had one. and I loved it. It it was just like I don't know. It, it just felt like to me morally wrong or something. Like this is not a Nintendo product. I'm not supposed to be doing this. <laughs> this is wrong. Uh, <laughs> I totally got all the stop and swap items via Game Shark. I didn't wait for the push button codes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that. I never sharked. Yeah. <laughs> I never yeah. sharked. All the better for you. Not even once. <laughs> not even once. I mean, now I screw. I can screw with stuff on emulators and stuff, but it's essentially built into emulators. Yeah. <laughs> It's literally, it's literally the same thing. Like the same codes work on it on an emulator. It, it just yeah. feels less wrong. It's like I already have a ROM on my computer. You're already doing something illegal. You might as well just do something more wrong. You know what? <laughs> I, I don't even. Well, I, I don't even. Is it even illegal if you own these games like multiple times uh, over your life? Area. I don't know. I, it's hazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> most of the games I play at emulators the most are ones I've already purchased like five times from Nintendo anyway. Right. That's the same boat for me. <laughs> and then I probably will again. It's just a matter of like I can't easily hook up my NES to my big screen TV. Yeah. Although I have done it. And it's not bad. But... And then we have stuff like, like RetroArch and stuff now that's just like designed for being on a tv practically it's like oh it's just plug in a cable to my mm-hmm. laptop and have like all my classic games mm-hmm. you know and i have i hear a rare game recently re-released on the virtual console we forgot to talk about it in the news because we're bad oh, yeah. wait what probably gone over that yeah donkey kong country oh it's back on the 3ds and <laughs> you can perfect. buy it and it's pretty, yeah it's beautiful they should do that pixel perfect thing on um console like that'd be interesting to see <laughs> like a tiny 320 by 240 on a 1080p tv <laughs> yes it's like i can't see it like i want why isn't there virtual boy on 3ds that's what i want to know yeah that's weird <laughs> i think it's that they don't think anybody would buy them anyway okay people would buy wario land i think oh i'd I think buy it that's a pretty good the problem is is the hardcores like us would but the general public would look take one look at it and be like oh no <laughs> People are buying the black and white games. Have a mode where it gets set to black and white. You have that be default. And just tell people it's a Game Boy game and don't tell them anything different. <laughs> yeah. Or even like green wireframe is more hip and, and retro looking. Yeah. Like, that's what people always associate with like the green on black. Like the black on red is just, that's not good for the eyes. It's pretty harsh, yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. It must have been the cheapest uh, technology at the time to to do a red i don't even know what it was led or i'm not sure exactly how it worked but hey it's before their time they they knew what was coming it was cool yeah i the only time i ever played one was at toys r us like on a kiosk and i i enjoyed it i wanted one (laughs) yeah but oh well oh i forgot to mention in the chit chat that uh got my gear vr off of my galaxy s7 and i've been 
playing with that. Somebody, I'll bet you, somebody's going to be working on like GoldenEye or like GoldenEye Source even for maybe not for Gear VR, but like for Oculus. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Yeah, That'd yeah. Be cool. And I'm hoping I want to get a Rift eventually because uh, Gear VR is you basically use an Oculus account for it. So I'm hoping oh, cool. that the free games I got will transfer over. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah, there's the thing is with it, it's really cool. Uh, at least for the Gear VR, I mean, it's obviously some of the really advanced head tracking isn't there for that. But mm-hmm. I think the biggest problem is there's still kind of a lack of software for it. Yeah. They gave me some cool... There was one, I can't remember the name of it, but it's almost like a Zelda clone. And you wouldn't think that that would be that cool in VR because it's, you know, third Mm -hmm. person. But even that is still pretty neat because you just feel like a... You just kind of feel like a god that's watching it. And you're just like... So it's still in third person, and but you can Mm -hmm. kind of control the camera with yourself? Um, It's like... It's positioned so you're kind of a little bit above it at an angle. So you feel like you're just kind of like peeking over a canyon and looking at what's going on down below you. (laughs) It's weird. (laughs) Glad someone's trying it. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. And I'm excited um, for what's going to happen with VR in the future. Totally. Yeah, it's just... I think it's going to be a little bit rough at first because there's going to be a software shortage. Like Everyone's going to be excited for this and then they're going to kind of play all the software and probably put it down for a little while while they wait for more stuff to come out. Yeah, it'll be... I mean, any new technology mm-hmm. is always like that, you know. But it, I got my Xbox One. There's only like two games right. for it. I think it has a, played again like, amazing games. potential, especially anything like first person. Because uh, mm-hmm. there's this one game that I got with it because it comes with a six-game bundle called uh, Dead Secret. I think it was called but it's just like a point and click game that's first person but it's just just that first sensation when you walk in the house and then you look in the mirror and you see yourself and then you move your head and you <laughs> see your head moving and you look down at your body that's and then cool. you can see your body and it's just yeah. really cool slash creepy too because it's a chick and all of a sudden i have boobs oh. but <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that happens happen sometimes I that. It? oh okay <laughs> But I don't know, it's just the, that, that feeling of sort of literally being someone else and being yeah. in a different world I feel like Point and Click is, is really a good genre cool. for, yeah, for VR. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. And I, I, that, that one and the Zelda clone, I can't remember, are the, probably the two best ones that I tried. Both of those seem like legit games that cool. uh, would be pretty fun. But Sorry about oh, that I tangent. I meant to talk about that um, at the top of the program. We'll add that to the news. Yeah. <laughs> Not only the news, um, but it was more of the, the chit-chat segment we're talking about what had happened and i was too focused on how much the podcast was falling apart this week (laughs) yeah we also didn't talk about the sea of thieves contest that they posted a a roundup article this week they did and they and they and your video was in the roundup they did post it in there it was uh (laughs) it was kind of weird and it's really cool Mm -hmm. it's exciting you're a champion yeah mine we'll see mine was not quite as good but i'm afraid that they're just you know, they put those ones on there like, oh, well, these ones are good, but they don't want to, um, you know, highlight what the the top ones are. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Agent Ape. You're, but, <laughs> they're, they're all, they're, you're, you're the only one that's going to win. And they're just going to be like, yeah, we're going to we're just going to keep the money and spend it all on <laughs> bangers and mash. Pocket tail sequel. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> they're going to use it to fund pocket tail sequel. It's all a ruse. <laughs> It's the only way they can think of to get money yeah. to fund it. Andrew, if Andrew goes to Rare Headquarters, he's going to show up. Hi, guys. 
So conquer Pocket Tales too? <laughs> like yes, that's why we <laughs> picked like you the whole time. <laughs> and they like take playing Sea of Thieves. Well, this is nice, but it's it's not Conquer's Pocket Tales too. Sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> then it just turns. Is there, in... is there an acorn in it? <laughs> Evil. Oh, acorn. sorry, you lost your fan, your core fan base. <laughs> the acorn people are important. I, I I would vote Eagle Acorn, Evil Acorn for president. So. I mean, yeah. who wouldn't? At this point, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> he would jump out of the cake as in his uh, inauguration speech, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then everyone just their eyes just bug out the whole crowd at the inauguration. It'd be great. At this okay. point, I so would we're not caught be up surprised. on the news, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so we got through the, to the end of the facility. Uh, yeah, close enough. Let's talk about the runway, because that's yeah. Probably the longest level I've ever played in a video game. <laughs> right? <laughs> Unbelievably complicated. Yeah. It's like literally, you know, get out of the door, turn left, go into the other door, get the key, run to the plane, take off. It's done. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the But again, if you if you don't know what you're doing, you're gonna you're not gonna go there. You're gonna run for the plane. You're not gonna have the key. That's you true. Know, it's, um it's funny. Or you're not gonna know where to look. Like I think the objective says find the key, but Yeah, yeah. Um, brilliance is it doesn't hold your hand. What? I'm trying to remember what the higher difficulty objectives are. One, this is probably disable the drone guns. You I remember that to one. To destroy all the sentry guns, I think, is one of them. What's, is there anything with the tank? Because I know there's a tank that's just. I know. Right I, the tank is there. I think the tank is. You're supposed to use the tank to destroy the sentry guns. Oh, that's sort of okay. Like a tool. That's right. Um, I, I know you can also get grenades. Is it right? Isn't there grenades in one of the houses? I've picked the them back? up before. Yeah, I think so. And then you could use those to blow them up. But yeah, the tank is probably your best bet. And then uh, I can't remember if there's anything. <laughs> and, uh, and like, how do you put like multi-layers of, of difficulties? I'm at such a small level. Yeah. Let's see. Find the plane ignition key, destroy heavy gun emplacements, destroy missile batteries. That's the second one. And then escape. So yeah, that's the whole thing. Even on difficult... Hmm. Not much cool. to this one. I don't know. It changed my life. You you you, you remember this one, Andrew? Or is it just so short that you don't even remember it? <laughs> I don't remember any of this game. <laughs> I'm the worst guest. <laughs> um, cool. Well, how do you feel about what we just described? How does that make you feel? Uh. It Tell sounds a like riveting level. Yeah, <laughs> I learned a lot. Good. We're we're here to educate. That, that's, right. that's that's why we're here. How does this relate to the further James Bond 007 canon? This well, specific runway. Because he was able to steal the plane, we now know that he is a pilot. Oh, so he yeah, that's good information. <laughs> I don't know if he flies a plane before that. I'm sure in the previous. 15 Bond movies, he must have flown a plane at some point. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But maybe not. I feel Excuse like uh, Timothy Dalton did that once. I could be wrong, though. Hmm. I don't know. It's, I know that he jumped a from a plane to go to a wedding in the beginning of one of his. But... <laughs> that might be what I'm thinking of. I remember a plane being involved. <laughs> did he, I think he yeah. got in a fight at the, like, the, the top of one. a train or something, but that's, that's probably pretty common at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, if only okay. I was James Bond. So, anyway, uh, so that you can so you can get all the women and and STDs. You what? Just going right to the STDs, aren't you? 
Yeah, well, I mean, he's got to have loads. He's, he must have them all. <laughs> got to catch Pokemon them all. STDs. <laughs> so, anyway. Woo. High class show we got going. High class show. Yeah. Wouldn't that make an amazing game, though? <laughs> except you, um, except you're actually catching them in word. Pokeballs. It's like, you know, nothing sexual <laughs> about it. <laughs> He's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Going through the glass, a wild chlamydia appeared. Right. <laughs> so, moving on. Moving on. Uh, the surface. The surface, surface is the next level. The first surface, because we visited it twice. Yeah, surface A, or whatever you want to call whatever it. Whatever the yeah. Surface one, the first surface, the Surface mm-hmm. Pro, not really. Um, <laughs> the Surface Pro 1. <laughs> yes, with more processing power or something. So this is where we get our first... I mean, the runway had fog, but this one is where fog is really like... You can't see anything. You can't see where any of the buildings mm-hmm. are. <laughs> You're just kind of walking around in a very small visual yeah. bubble. This is when that N64 draw distances we talked about last week really uh, mm-hmm. comes into play. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of the cool thing about this level, though, because it's literally like you're walking around in a snowstorm, even though I don't yeah, think it's actually snowing, kind of but it, yeah. it's kind of cool just to, like, be walking over a hill, and you're kind of looking around trying to see if you see a guard, and you just sort of see that figure mm-hmm. slightly emerge. It's even more creepy when you're playing on, like, a tiny standard definition set, and it's all fuzzy, and then all of a sudden right. there's a guard there. It's true. But, like, somehow, you know, I think they just really took, like, the technical limitations and just made it part of the atmosphere rather than something that broke immersion. Right. And, yeah. you know, it's definitely something that really comes into play here. I think it's probably one of the most open levels in the whole game with, like, no direction, really. Yeah. I mean, you just it's <laughs> explore blindly and try to figure out, you know, the, the objectives are a little bit vague. You know, like find a safe key. Well, okay. Where? How? Um, steel building plans. Again, where? How? Probably from the safe, but, you know, and then power down the dish. That one was pretty obvious, but figuring out where to go. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. I know. It took me a little bit because I just recently replayed it, and this is one of the levels mm-hmm. that actually wasn't just muscle memory anymore totally yeah because totally. it, it's still kind of easy to get confused in that level i get turned around yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. so it, it definitely probably was the most um hard of any of the ones to replay without you know just relying on memory yeah a couple of the other ones like i, I got a cheat I like last time i got a cheat option without even trying because i went through it so fast <laughs> i'm like oh <laughs> nice. oops yeah i always forgot that the- fast times yeah 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 uh, fast times another interesting thing you know i mean we'll get Mm -hmm. on to cheats later but yeah you know where's the cheats man it's another thing we're missing in video games it's like there's no cheats now you just pay money and get currency to cheat that's it gta 5 is the only modern game i can think of that has like a regular cheat list oh does it i can't think of any other games oh yeah it's uh four had them too but you can dial them in by your phone or do them by button comedy or button that's pretty cool yeah. Like and it's like you know like spawn things and you know invulnerability and raise to lower your wanted level. So like it's the only game I can think of modern that yeah. has those. Though. I should check those the newer ones out. It's been so long since I played GTA because I got so burnt out on the series during the PS2 days. Because I, really? I just played them so much. Five is incredible. Like yeah. it is 
I mean, is like almost the pinnacle of gaming. It's just the attention to detail and, and everything is just incredible. And, and it's fun. Yeah. I like how, like, uh, the GoldenEye levels, um, even how block they're, like, really blocky, but it doesn't seem like it. Like, they fill the space kind That's of true. with, you know, just decorations of the right way that doesn't feel, like, contrived. Mm-hmm. Or... Right. Good texture work. Yeah. It's true. Yep. They are very, very blocky. <laughs> <laughs> they are, but it's part of the charm. I love it with their little blocky yeah, hands. Course. Yeah. <laughs> they just look permanently clamped um, around their guns, even if they don't have guns. <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when you beat the surface, you enter the base via ventilation tower. And finding that ventilation tower is not super obvious because it kind of just looks like a silo from the outside. Yeah. And you drop in and something that I've liked and that we haven't really talked about in the other levels is the transition between levels is usually where you exit one level is where you start the next level and it's Mm -hmm. maybe not all of them but it's pretty consistent it's kind of cool yeah quite a few of them until when you really have to like travel you can actually start you know globe trotting a little bit Um, but yeah a lot of them just literally bleed into the next level add to the immersion Um, and so the next level it's the bunker the bunker. 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 Well, Bunker 1, Bunker A, however we want to call it. Another one of those. Yeah, because you return it because they, they're, they're really lazy and terrible devs. No. <laughs> no it's <laughs> a good trick. A good trick, and it actually works here. And actually, it's really cool for storytelling because it's like you're in the bunker, whatever this is, eight years or five years earlier, mm-hmm. and it's half built, <laughs> which, again, is another lazy trick, but, an, but a good one. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you can like, only explore half the level, and then there's just like caves i think it works very well for bunker i think it worked not quite as good for surface because the second surface level i didn't i think it was probably one of the weakest ones in the game mm-hmm. just because it's like oh so i'm out in the open but it's like tinted a different color now red yeah, <laughs> yeah. it didn't really feel <laughs> that different um That's so true but um both bunkers feel consistently different in my mind um, yeah Another thing about this one is this is uh, the first time they deviate from the story of the movie um, because Bond in the movie never visits Sovanaya. Okay. So you mean this is the first time the movie deviates from the game? Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> everyone knows the game. Yeah, because the, game, the game is the true. Game came first. Yeah. Game is canon. But, uh, Movie's a fan interpretation. Yeah, in the movie he never goes to Sovanaya and in the game he goes there twice. <laughs> so, whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, they had some set pictures. They were like, "Hey, why not? Let's make Bond go there. We got this stuff. Let's do it." But yeah, and here, let's see. You have to disrupt surveillance equipment, copy the gold Nike, key, get the personnel to activate the computer, where we get to meet Boris, uh, Alan Cummings. Download data from computer and photograph the main video screen. Yep. It's a pretty fun level. I, it, anyway. Is that what we have to do to get this podcast on the air? Yeah. yeah. Those are all the steps. Every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, That's why you and I don't do this. this is what, leave this to Kevin. <laughs> yeah, to it's dangerous. I get shot at. It's yeah. it's horrifying. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I like that this one was much more stealth-based, um, you know, shooting out the video cameras and stuff like that. Yeah. I, though I mean, honestly, I still killed every single person, but you know. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I still refuse to engage in stealth activities unless completely forced in video games, like Assassin's <laughs> Creed. 
you know, oh, look, there's an entire fort just filled with people. You should just infiltrate in there in, like, five minutes and get the thing you need. Like, no, I'm going to spend 30 minutes and kill every single person and then get the thing and leave. But right, that's just me. <laughs> I have issues or something. Nah. 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 So, let's see. Um... Uh, uh, I don't really have too much more to say about this one. Like it's yeah, it's fairly short. I mean, you do the objectives. And... I think in general, like one thing I should say about the game that I really liked, um, like all the level themes are basically like a variation on the Bond theme, but it's not yes. the, like exactly it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it just uses the the Bond like light motif, and that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Right. I like when gamers do that. Yeah, I, I, I love all the music because it all it all sounds like Bond, but none of it actually is Bond and they did a really good job of making it all fit the motif of like a classic iconic theme from like 40 years prior so it was pretty cool mm-hmm. um, yeah no it's masterful mm-hmm. really masterful bravo Mr. Mm-hmm. Grant Kirkhope and Graham Norgate Graham Norgate yep excellent work mm-hmm. gents I want to move on to the silo which is probably another sure. another mm-hmm. one of this my favorite the first levels. time we go to a locale that's not even featured in the movie at least the other two were in the movie this one's like just out of well, nowhere it's a silo there could have been a silo somewhere in the background that you didn't see you mm, know i'm sure there was yeah <laughs> kyrgyzstan is what it says that this is located oh okay kyrgyzstan, kyrgyzstan. like i don't even know yeah i, think <laughs> I don't know what I, I, the point of this level is in the scheme of the plot it's to have a really cool level yeah it is a cool level and the timer and all that. It's yeah, I like cool. it. Just like you're kind of like racing upstairs almost. You get the feeling mm-hmm. of like you're just racing as fast as you can to get to the top. That was kind of yeah. neat. I mean, it's kind of simplistic, but yeah. I think it works here a lot. Put a put an explosive in mm-hmm. your silo and get out. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's not... There's not a lot to it and there's not a lot of exploration because it's very linear. Yeah, don't forget to levels. photograph that golden eye satellite. So I know I've forgotten oh, to do yeah. that before, and then I, you know, run right past it or blow it up, and then go right to um. Oh, what's I the? I forget n- that's this level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the name of that uh, the Russian dude? You meet the villain. You meet for the first time in this level. Ormov. Ormov. General Ormov. Yeah. yeah, and you get to, and you can't kill him. No. Pound as much ammo into him as possible. Believe me, I've I've tried multiple weapons. I've tried explosives. I've tried all sorts <laughs> of things. And you just can't kill him. Which yep. is a little frustrating, but I'll forgive Rare this much. one time. Yeah, and more more scientists in this one, of course. Oh, yes. could... oh that's another. That's honestly probably one of one of my favorite levels, just because there's scientists. <laughs> there's quite <laughs> yeah. a few of them too, and like almost every room, there's scientists to kill. I mean, save or ignore. Right, or, right. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and then there's like this control room up at the top, I think, and that's all I remember. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's not that ends. long of a level. You can get. I mean, most of these levels in this game are pretty short, and they sort of. Z- yeah. The, the only reason they take long is you know when you're playing on high difficulty levels and it just feels right. like it. Or you're terrible at the game and you or die a lot. Or you're terrible at the game. There you yeah. go. Like and me. <laughs> and for all you uh, you know modern FPS guys, there's no checkpoints, so you do this in one shot. That's true. Mm-hmm. And health does not regenerate. Nope. You do get um, pick up body armor. But yeah, that's, it. that's about it. <laughs> Which isn't even really health; it's just reduces yeah. damage. Yeah. So, yep. 
All right. <laughs> Frigate. Hey. through these. I think we're at a good pace at this point. Mm-hmm. we got to keep going, right? Yeah, f- the frigate. Um, the frigate. Another Love this sound, the song for mm-hmm. this one. And it's also... It's one of the weirdest things I always thought about this level is it has like a, an exclusive gun that's only found in this mm, level. Yeah. And it's just like, yep. why did you do that? They could have been holding any of the other, um, you know, heavy machine guns in the game. And you created, mm-hmm. I mean, may, they probably made all the weapons first. And maybe they just couldn't find a good place for that one. And then they're like, hey, let's just leave yeah. it in this level or something. I don't know. But I always thought yeah. that was kind of weird that they just banished that one gun to that one level. Yeah. Oh, well. This one is cool because, you know, going back to the whole comparing it to the movie, like it, it is a level or it is a location in the movie that Bond is in for all of like five seconds, I think, mm-hmm. when he's stealing the guy's... <laughs> Obviously, that's like a whole level worthy. If I'm remembering that correctly. But like, other than that, like, then they've got the... Ca- or not casualty... Um, <laughs> uh, hostages that you can't shoot, that you got to rescue. There's a whole mess of things. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. Helicopter, you got to plan a tracking device on. And yeah, freaking hostages are so annoying because I want... I in always the movie, this is the one where he tries to run onto it and they like stop him before he can stop them. So yeah, he doesn't even really get on it for more than like a split second yeah. in the movie. I should watch that movie again. It's been a while. It's a good one. It is. Because um, it's based off the video game, so it's got to be good. Yeah. I don't think any of the objectives in this one gave me problems or not. The hardest one is, is not letting the hostages die. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta be kind of quick, and they start executing yeah. them. Or and be careful not to shoot them yourself, which I right. do. That's hard. Accidentally. To <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes on purpose, but mostly accidentally. Right. Like, stop your whining. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> you want me to save you? How about I shoot your kneecaps out? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, but, uh, so in other news, we're all psychopaths. Right. No, it's just here. I'm normal. Being a finite space like it is on a boat, like it's still pretty. It feels pretty expansive, like with the mm-hmm. multi levels. Like I don't know if it's three or two or four yeah, it, <laughs> stories, but problem I'd always parts, have with it is remembering what side of the boat I'm on, because it yeah, actually is pretty exactly. easy to get confused in that level because there's not a lot of landmarks once you start totally. walking around inside the boat. Yep. But same problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's it's. It's a fun level, and as I said, very unique. It's got a unique, a unique weapon, a very unique look that you don't really see anywhere else in the game. Mm-hmm. Being on a boat, so, yeah. Which is the thing because of the limitations mm-hmm. of the system, you feel like yeah. you're out in the middle of the ocean, even though you shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be in Monte Carlo. Yeah, which is I guess another kind of strength of um, this game is just how weird and different a lot of the levels feel from one another it's like yeah, they you totally. know didn't just definitely make level after level of like a shooting gallery or even level right. after level of just big open spaces that they wanted to mm-hmm. throw different ideas and concepts sort of at each level as uh they went along which is pretty cool it's a good point it's very yeah very diverse in locale types mm-hmm. like that any thoughts Alrighty. about the frigate, Andrew? You probably don't remember it or even played it. But. Nope. I was too I was too bad. I don't think I made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Not even halfway through yet. Um, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. I think I usually stop playing right around the statue park. So we've got two more before that. We're going to, where we revisit the surface and we revisit the bunker yeah. in different ways. I think we honestly so. probably don't have that much to say on the surface because we've actually, I think in both this podcast and the previous one, we've talked about surface B randomly before. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. I mean, not much more to say about it. It's similar to the first one, slightly different tint. Of yeah. Log. It's kind of just really kind of creepy and, you know, you're mm-hmm. pretty much being almost constantly followed by guards. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if they have an infinity spawn or if there's just a lot of them. Yeah, I want to say there is an infinity spawn. Yeah. I I think so. Most of these levels, I want to say, have infinity spawners, which was a huge thing in most first-person shooters up until about, I want to say, like Modern Warfare 2 or 3 is when they stopped doing that. Yeah, because they use that in Call of Duty quite a bit, too. For Yeah, like I remember time. World at War was the worst. If you didn't move physically oh my gosh. forward, they would just keep spawning. It's like, well, I'm going to stay behind this thing until I kill them all, but <laughs> then they don't stop. And But if you move forward, suddenly they stop and you just have to kill I, them. I think beating World at War on hardest difficulty level is probably the only thing I've done that was close to beating Perfect Dark yeah. on highest difficulty level. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, um, it's a time for so yeah. The surface two en- <laughs> er, ends with you getting captured, and that moves you into the bunker again. But this time you start in the in jail prison. cell with Natalia, yeah. the love of your polygonal life. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and uh, this would is... you would you date Natalia if she looked like that polygon? <laughs> well. No. I'm married, but even if I wasn't, I don't think I'd be a polygon. I'm desperate. I think I'm <laughs> Well, Well, thankfully, our virtual reality is just around the corner, so... There you go. You can indeed date a polygon. <laughs> God. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah, you get to start in a jail cell with absolutely no idea how to get out, and you have to know to check your pause menu for your gadgets because otherwise you're just gonna be stuck there for a while i can't remember how long it took me to figure that out the first time but yeah yeah now it's like um you know just second nature and you go to this level immediately hit start pull out the magnetizer right yeah you don't even think of that yeah this is the level you know when i was doing my playthrough last week that i accidentally got the cheat option on (laughs) because i went through it so fast Oh, oh, gotcha, yeah. Yeah, it's so yeah, easy. Get out, it's so it easy. Because all you got to do is, uh, you know, magnetize the key, mm-hmm. unlock Natalia's door. I mean, they won't even shoot at her, really. And then just yeah. run ahead of the level, <laughs> grab the tape, and then run out of the level. And she'll... And then, and the cut, and then it goes to the cutscene, you know, of her being behind you when she's, like, like literally, like, trapped behind, like, 500 guards deep somewhere yeah. near the prison. It's pretty funny, but... Now, yeah. am I remembering it right if you don't get the magnetized key thing like right away, if you wait there for like five minutes, doesn't Bond or Natalia, like doesn't they fake being sick or like, oh, I have a stomach ache and the guard's like, shut up and then eventually comes into the cell or is that not? Ah, uh, that sounds right? familiar, but I think you might I can't have to remember. It, it seems familiar, yeah. but I haven't done it. They probably quoted that in because, you know, they knew some people would be that stupid. Anyway, um, let's move on to the next level. Um, Yes, the statue next level, park. the statue, statue park. Uh, another level we talked about a little bit before. It's kind of uh, has another kind of creepy vibe to it. Yeah. All these... This is one of my least favorite levels. Yeah, I don't like it. It's 
I get stuck and lost a mm-hmm. lot. In it. It's and easy. It's like yeah. It, it just kind of break immersion in places too when you get like stuck on architecture and you can't climb over it because it's like these little things that, you know, you should be able to climb over or even like lift your foot two feet to get over and then you can't move. <laughs> yeah. And this yeah, just... I would get turned around a lot. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get around things. Exactly. It was just, yeah, it was whatever. And I didn't really love the music either. I feel like you guys said you liked the music on it. Mm-hmm. Somebody did last week. Yeah, I like the music on it. I think favorite. it works well to the yeah. mood of it. Yes, that is true. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of, you know, slightly horrifying and confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever play this one, Andrew? Uh, Probably, maybe not. Possibly. Okay. <laughs> I've listened to the soundtrack about a hundred times. It's a really good soundtrack. You haven't played it. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad we all agree on that, at least. The soundtrack to this game is... Yeah. They should sell it, awesome. but they can't because they <laughs> have the rights. Can't even sell I would the buy game. I'm just going to get it online. Yeah, um, Grant, I think at some point posted like some uncompressed versions of these songs that you can get on YouTube. So those are pretty cool. Yeah. I saw him comment on that. He was saying that it wasn't that they were uncompressed. It was that they were using, um, just the, the higher quality samples, oh, which okay. sort of is like uncompressed, but it wasn't, it wasn't like it was the N64 samples uncompressed. It was that it was just higher quality samples that he used when writing it. So he's basically and just, just, just found similar low quality ones for the just MCC. pushing the program or the MID program through different samples that are of higher quality. Basically, yeah, that's what he was he was saying because he was he thought it was funny that it was making such big news because this was like what three six months ago and mm-hmm. he thought it was hilarious because he'd posted on his website for a while and then some news media just picked up on somebody reposting it and it was you know everybody was commenting on it but it was old news because it sounds so good. Did yeah, it did. <laughs> um, yep. Need- so yeah, the statue park is. I also don't like the backtracking. It's like you start and end at the same spot, and it's I don't know. Yeah, it's whatever. I think it's kind of weird too. At the very end, um, when the helicopter explodes, the flight recorder. I mean, it barely explodes. It explodes in place. And there's like no debris, <laughs> yeah. and somehow the, uh, the the flight recorder is like all the way down the hill. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm far, like far what? Away. How does that happen? It doesn't seem possible. Kind of annoying. It felt forced. Like they were trying to come up with some way to make it a little bit longer yeah. and whatever. I don't know. Not my favorite. Yep. Yeah, um, I don't know. Do you have anything more to say about it? Because I'm okay with moving on. Yeah, Especially because we I talked don't. about, I think, the statue last episode quite a bit. Too. Yeah. Um, archives. Um, mm. it's like, I like this level. Sort of. Yeah. I like it, but I hate uh, the whole Natalia getting scared thing. It's really irritating. Mm-hmm. And then she'll like, ah, you know, I'm scared. I'm getting out of here. And then she'll just start running randomly about. And then I'm trying mm-hmm. to shoot guards. And all of a sudden, she's in front of my gun. Yes. Always. Yeah. <laughs> it's driving me crazy. I'm like, no, no. If you're trying to run, why don't you run to safety? And run away from the bullets. Yeah, yeah. not into the bullets. She's not the smartest. You know, why is like no one like tackling you and restraining you? (laughs) For real. (laughs) Um, I really honestly don't remember very much about this level. I've played it a a few times, but it it wasn't one that I replayed often. Yeah, I mean, it's basically you just, you know, start in the interrogation room. You know, for some reason there's a gun just lying on the table, which I never understood. It's like, hey, we're going to interrogate him. I'm going to put a gun in front of him with a clip. And, you know, that's going to work out. That's what what they do in the movie, so it it may just be. Oh, do they? Oh, Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, okay. And then in the movie, Ormov comes in and shoots uh, Mishkin and then gives Bond his gun without a clip. Um, but to frame him to make it look, because he shoots him with Bond's gun and then he gives Bond his gun. Oh, uh, okay. So that, so that just wasn't so that's, in the game. That's why. So they're just, yeah. The game, it feels like it makes no sense. It's like, why is there right, a floating exactly. gun it's like, like oh, in front of him? Okay. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like either of them are near him. It's not like they're doing like some intimidation thing. They're, you know, they're far away on the other side of the room and you're just standing right. there in the desk with a gun in front of you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm picking this up and killing Sweet these guys. Sweet temptation. Yeah. yeah um, so yeah, you basically just do that. Then uh, Natalia is hiding in a room. Um, if she gets scared, oh, right. she'll actually run away and go to another room where she'll again be surrounded okay. by guards. And then if she gets scared again after that, she goes and hides in the attic. So you got to kind of remember okay. where that she hides because it's pretty irritating. Yeah. Um, but after you... I can't remember the higher difficulty level objectives, but after you finally get Natalia, you just go down to the library... Uh, shoot out a window to get to the next yeah. level pretty much let's see uh, escape from interrogation room find Natalia recover the black box and then escape so yeah not too much to it even oh. on a higher difficulty but another one that's kind of a bit of a maze if you're not super familiar with it I don't know if it's muscle memory for you but it's definitely not for me are you talking about uh, streets uh, just the oh this level oh I'm sorry still um, yeah no this one yeah this me, this, this one, one this one is a little bit confusing yeah. so I, I'm okay, kind of getting ahead of you a little streets. bit <laughs> yeah no no the streets is another one that I I, I liked it because I loved running people over with the tank <laughs> pretty much the terrible screams that they make <laughs> <laughs> that lightful crunching sound <laughs> yeah yeah it was. I was also kind of surprised when I replayed this level um, last week that I, I had like I didn't really remember. Like if you asked me how to navigate through that, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Well, I didn't make a single wrong turn. I <laughs> nice. literally was just relying on complete muscle memory. It's like this feels right, so I'm turning this way, nice. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. I hate. Isn't there a part where there's like landmines that you go? Over? Yeah, there's landmines, and then there's a couple, couple checkpoints with guys with like rocket launchers and stuff. Oh right, yeah. Mm. Oh. That's okay. I mean, it was it was a good variation and a good kind of change of pace, I think, for the game to kind of have a a driving mission, really, right at this point. Right. Um, no, yeah, it was again kind of speaking to the thing I said about variant gameplay in this, which is pretty neat. Yeah. What do you think, Andrew? Did you love running over people with the tank and the level you never played? Oh yeah, that was pretty great. Um, my favorite part was the, the part where you're James Bond. <laughs> yeah, that's a good part. <laughs> Probably my favorite part too. Love how I'm James Bond all the time. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it ends. I always forget. I always think the streets goes to the train, but the streets ends up going into the depot level, which I do not remember anything about. At all. Yeah, this is well. I like train, but I think this is the first kind of somewhat unmemorable level. It's it's yeah. also it's another kind of confusing one to navigate because there's just all these like bunkers and stuff that all look the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're pretty much just supposed to find the train, and there's drone guns and lots of guards. And I think okay. there's an infinity yeah. spawn too. It's not one of my favorites. I think there's no. some of the other objectives. I think there's some stuff in like some safe or something. Because once you get to the main depot area, after you get past the bunkers, there's like a building with a bunch of stuff in it. I think there's some of the other objectives are in there. But mm, okay, it's not particularly memorable. 
Yeah. And I remember it as being kind of a hard one on higher difficulty levels because of the somewhat constant barrage of enemies. Okay. Um, yeah, I just do not remember it at all. I <laughs> remember there being like warehouses with stacks of crates or something, but. Yep, and some of them I think have like drone guns in them and stuff, yeah. I think. Yeah. That sounds familiar, but <laughs> yeah. not much for me on this no, one. No, there, it, it's kind of a, a little bit boring compared to the other ones. This it's is one of the levels that I would definitely, you know, kind of, uh, not bad but they're just kind of like boring kind of meh um yeah the um the train however if we want to move yes, on to that the love the train um this level i mean this isn't this is kind of something i did you know later but after i had all gun mode this this level with dual our 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 P90s our CP90s is just mm, amazing. Yep. Loved when you found that. <laughs> just holding it down is just because it's so close quarters and you just get like all these guys in front of you and then you're just like shooting five guys at once with the guns. And all the crates are blowing up everywhere. It's 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 a, such a great rampage level. It's, yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I guess you could say it's a bit off the rails. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> off the rails. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's all right. Don't be. You know what? <laughs> if your sole purpose these last few levels that you don't remember is to provide puns, I'm okay with that. But that yeah. wasn't really. And even remember, a pun. this game did start out as an on rails shooter, so they had to live up to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's so a good it's thing they on rails got... level that's not on rails. Yep. Woo. Hype train has left the station. Choo choo. Yep. I love the train. Um, no, I did like this level, and it's amazing because of how linear and, and, you know, restricted it is. It's just a narrow corridor, but it felt like there was a lot of little nooks and crannies, mm-hmm. and you could... You could open all the doors, the and there was, like, guys in the yeah. bathrooms, little tiny bathrooms right. and stuff. And I think th- it made sense for this to be linear. Like, it didn't feel constricted because well, yeah. it, it was on a train. It would be linear. <laughs> so yeah. it never broke that sense of immersion that you felt forced, like you couldn't go anywhere because, you know, you really couldn't go anywhere. If you tried to open a door, you would just jump out of the train and kill yourself. Um, <laughs> <Right>. But <laughs> I remember near the end, um, this is actually where uh, my current playthrough I stopped at because I keep accidentally shooting Natalia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because um, right at the end where, you know, uh, General, what's his Russian face? He's got her with a gun. Horrible. And you try to shoot at him to kill him and then I just keep blowing Natalia's head off too. I just want to point out that friend of the show, uh, Mamechi, just said that he would date Natalia if she looked like the polygonal representation in the 64 game. So, I just... I, yeah, cool. he said he'd date her. I just thought, thought you all should know. Because um, he, said, he, he said I better name drop him on the logcast. Well, we do. also Also, G-Man Sir said as well. I'm bad. Okay, that's that's the due diligence side. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Can go keep us up to date on the latest <laughs> while we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. He was like, "You got to name drop me." I'm like, "No." <laughs> recording. Well, there's no ducks in this game. I'm sorry, Mamechi. Also, he said the game would be more enjoyable if Darkwing Duck was in it. There we go. Or Agent. Duckers. Well, one might say it might be a little bit more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> let's get 
dangerous. Perfect. I broke your podcast. I think I'm doing a great job. I am the terror that flaps in the... Okay, I'm done. <laughs> That's for you, Mamechi. <laughs> Thanks, Mamechi. You totally derailed us from the train. Mm-hmm. We're off the rails again. We're going off the rails on this crazy train. Oh, who God. wants to see Ozzy Osbourne? At least we're back in England. Okay. That's the end of the podcast right there. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne just bit my head off. We're done. <laughs> At the end of the train, you have to laser out the floor. Mm. And this was really annoying. I remember it being a pain to do. Uh, it, it, it still is. Like, the hitbox on the little buckles like right in the dead center of them and if you didn't hit them you like wasted them what i think is annoying is that you're trying to position yourself and you're like keep auto crouching and then going up yes. again yeah and oh, it's just that. like i'm like no just let no stop it let me crouch on my own i'm just trying to yeah. reposition i don't want to get up and uh then you escape can i always say that it bothers me that the camera is on the opposite side of the train like they get out of the opposite side of the train than they do in the movie i just always thought that was weird it's some I, kind I believe of... in the game you get out on like the right side of the train and the movie you get out on the left side hmm. it's just like, well technically you're getting out the bottom I guess well, I mean they get out the bottom and then when they escape they crawl uh, out to the left or to the right but. Okay. that was such a good scene in the movie the movie used yeah. to flip the scene <laughs> yeah, it's a little, the game is correct a little underwhelming on the 64 I thought it was awesome because I was already you know sweating a little bit from trying to get that stupid uh, door open right like this is one of these levels that I always really loved and we played a lot, but I didn't. I rarely completed all the objectives because of that. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it's just like okay, once I murder Natalia and General <laughs> Face, then the levels over. <laughs> yep. Go back and try to shoot all the boxes and find the hidden weapon. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So then the game takes us to Cuba. I didn't even remember that's where the jungle was. Cool. That is where the jungle is, yeah. Yep. So now the, now we're getting to the levels that I don't well, say remember a little bit less because I didn't just play these last week. But I made it pretty far. Yeah. It's been a while since I've played the jungle level. I don't remember it too well. I remember getting lost in it a lot. Mm-hmm. I know it was a ton um, of... It was the first or only time that you could dual wield um, two different guns, uh, like the rocket launcher and... Is it the RCP-90 after you kill Xenia? Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought right. that was cool, because if you pick up her dropped weapons, it's uh, too different. I just remember... There was a, a button code you could do if you ever wanted to do a wield. If you, like, hold down A and press Z and press B. Oh, yeah, I think I remember that. I don't know if you ever did that, but... This is the only time you could do it legit. I just remember being very annoyed by all the drone guns that were, like, hided. Hided. Hidden. Oh, yeah. Hidden in, in the foliage, and it was just like... Yes. You had to like always kind of like slowly crawl through, not only like crawl, but like walk through. Yeah, the but you, really you couldn't. Cautious. Yeah, you <laughs> couldn't just run for it because you just get mowed down, and stepped out in front of something you weren't supposed to. Yeah. Um, um, there's a level in Perfect Dark Zero that I just got to that is very similar to this level, and it felt kind of inspired. I mean, yeah, I know which level. level. The one where they're um, they they kind of crash down, right? Yeah, you was, yeah. You hostages. start in like a plane crash. It's very similar. Mm-hmm. Like it's all very similar. Yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. I know it made me think of, definitely made me think of GoldenEye Dew when they played through that. Yeah. See, Perfect Dark, I could talk about for ages, because it's I the know. better well, game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, too. Well, we, we'll maybe after all of this, one. we'll have to uh, get a Perfect Dark match going or something. Totally. 
<laughs> then I will destroy you all. Um, but yeah, um, honestly, that's pretty much what I remember. There's a plane crash, drone guns, kill Xenia, yep. destroy some more drone guns, and then you kind of go into like a cave. Like, like I don't. But I don't think the caverns are the next level, so... No, the control centers... I think you go into an elevator or something. Okay. Like you go into, the, like, a bunker entrance. And then you end up in an elevator and go into the control center. See, I don't really remember this level at all. This one I do remember a little bit more. Actually, this is one of the ones I replayed a lot. And you start out in an elevator in this, like, cave. And you have to kind of work your way to the main... Um, the scene at the end of the movie where Boris is... Like mm-hmm. with a pen grenade, you, you end up in that room with the second golden eye control okay. screen. Um, See, I'm wondering if I'm just kind of in my head if I'm mixing, if I'm sort of combining this and caverns together. Okay, yeah, I don't Maybe. remember caverns too well. I just didn't really yeah. enjoy <laughs> playing it. They're similar, and I think they're both supposed to be in the same spot. Yeah, because I think they probably still use the same kind of tile set and stuff too. So that's yeah. probably what I'm having. I mean, it's supposed trouble. to be one continuous level if, mm-hmm. if it weren't broken up. Um, so yeah, you go through the control center and then I don't really remember how you exit that and you end up in the water caverns. And then you do stuff there and then you, you leave. Do. I know <laughs> you call in Jack Wade. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't really remember this level at all. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> it's not one of my favorites. And this is why I... getting lost and being frustrated. So I, I, I really need to have time to play the games we do spotlights on all the way through. As you can yeah. see, like when I'm actually recently played it, I had a number of things a lot better. Right. But um, I do remember Cradle pretty well. Um, but oh, Caverns yeah, is just like. You were in a cave, it was mildly amusing. It wasn't that great. And I remember the enemies were the kind of uh, more spec op looking ones with the black with the heavy machine guns. Oh, right, yeah. Um. Mm-hmm don't remember much more than that though i remember there's a lot of them i tried i tried to beat this level but i i couldn't and i caved (laughs) you caved okay yeah well that's all i got i'll be here all week (laughs) (laughs) this must be how you guys feel when i talk about pocket tails i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm sorry so the cradle do you want to have any cradle puns before we move on give us a good baby pun (laughs) <laughs> the cradle that this this level just really rocks yeah oh. rocks ah. the cradle I'm, I'm so sorry for you for for what <laughs> i've contributed you're the star of this episode don't know what you're talking about <laughs> where would all the other where would the puns come from if not for you and what's a podcast without puns i mean they both start with the letter p right so oh yeah right. we should just Forget all this and just have a pun battle like right here on the, on mm. the air. You wanted to pun off that? Mm. Yeah. I don't know about those pun those puns. I once I entered this pun contest and you had to enter ten puns, but uh, I was hoping to win, but unfortunately, no pun intended. Oh, it's not even I'm sorry. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> the worst one I know. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um. <laughs> So, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> How do we continue? And we've lost there? all our listeners. Sorry, guys. The cradle. Um, yeah, I really had no idea. I think what this the hell this thing was until I saw the movie. 
I yeah. felt like I was just on some weird catwalk expended in the air. Like yeah, floating it really island. didn't make sense because you couldn't see. <laughs> just surrounded by fog. I'm like, what, what? What? Where am I? I don't know where this is, but it looks dangerous. Yeah. Um. So this is kind of like at the level you get to have the showdown with Alec Trevelyan. If I'm pronouncing his name. Yeah, right? Trevelyan. Trevelyan. Boss he, battle. Mm-hmm. And you know the whole thing's kind of you just trying to kill him. I think was there a couple, was there a couple objectives before the battle? Uh, not um, an agent. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, or I think you have to like destroy the sentry guns, or just or oh, you have to shut down. There's a computer you have to shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like there was room. like one or two things you had to do. That yeah, you just I think go that's anything you have to do. Waste him. I think he takes quite a few hits. Yeah. Not too bad though. But yeah, you follow him around. He's got set points where he stops and will leave a grenade. Um, he's invincible during all this point, but if you shoot him, it'll trigger him to start running. And uh, if you don't do X amount of damage to him before a certain point, he'll kind of restart and go up to like the top of the cradle. Um, but if you do enough damage to him, he'll drop down to like the lowest section, and that will trigger the uh, the final encounter. And then you kill him. And then you kill him, mm-hmm. and then you win. Yes, and, and then, then you get to make out with the polygon. <laughs> and you yes! make out in the jungle for about half an hour. Yeah. It's just like, why are you back in the jungle after all that? It's like, that happened before? Or just <laughs> go back? I mean, that's how the movie ends, is them in the jungle kissing. And then yeah. they get into a helicopter. Yeah, except but this still, time they wait yeah, for all the credits. It's like, it, it doesn't go any further. They just sit there, like, mushing their heads together for, like, right. forever. Out. Yeah, that's it. So... Did you know about uh, the planned ending? How well, uh, how the Miyamoto, Miyamoto ending? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's the, the funniest the, thing. You go to the hospital of everyone you kill, and they're all all right, and they all clap for you, or something like that. You they shake, shake your hands. hands. Yeah. They yeah. shake your hand. They're all like bandaged. Like that's not all right. Dead. I tried to kill you earlier, but that's all right. We're friends now. Yeah, we're good now. We're <laughs> cool, bro. <laughs> we're good. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. <laughs> They probably Just all doing my job. Probably all like bump fists and you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a like Big Hero Six, so like. That must have been such a weird note to get back from Nintendo, like, you know, like Martin Hollis is sitting there like working on it, and oh, we've got a new note from Miyamoto. What does he want? He wants to shake hands with everyone you've killed. Hmm. <laughs> We'll file that one away. See, they, they should have done it, but just made it really graphic. Like, they're actually just, like, mutilated and bloody corpses who are, like, still alive, and you're just walking through, shaking all their hands as they scream in pain. Kill me! <laughs> just end it, please! It's like, no! No, you will suffer! All the scientists you kill because you're terrible. <laughs> they're like, pull out your that phone. That man was going to cure cancer, and you killed him. <laughs> Too bad. And now I'm going to take a picture of his corpse and text it to his wife. Snapchat it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's the uh, that's the main game. And then there's, uh, what is it, two bonus missions? Yeah, the ones that are like impossible to get to. There's the uh, the Aztec Almost. and the Egyptian. Yeah, I unlocked both Aztec, of these by cheat codes. I think, which one is the one for Moonraker? Is that the Aztec or oh, that's, the Egyptian? Oh, uh, that's Aztec. Yeah, um, so that's just a mission straight out of Moonraker and... Yep. Get lasers and jaws That's and stuff. Cool. It's pretty cool. Um Yeah, I could I, I could never beat this in anything but Agent. I tried to beat it in higher. It's really hard. Yeah, I think I just beat it on Agent. And then the Egyptian one is uh the man with the golden gun with Baron 
Semidai? No, or... it's not from the Golden Gun. It's uh, the first okay. Roger, the first or second Roger Moore movie. Okay. Um, um, well, you have to get the Golden Gun. I guess that's what I'm thinking. That's one of the things in the. the yeah, world. like this level has nothing to do with the movie the character is from. Well, sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. This is. Um, yeah, this is the voodoo it, guy. Was it Live and Let Die? Maybe. Live and Let Die. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. <laughs> what the. F- I know. Okay. So he's just in like a big Egyptian area for some reason. The only thing though. I can remember is that you get the golden gun, but you're right. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like they just took parts of different <laughs> movies and stuck them together. And I'm like, oh. I wonder if it was like a test level and they were like, well, this would be a kind of cool level. Let's put some objectives in here. Yeah. It, 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 it feels baddies. really weird because it just feels so yeah. disconnected from anything. It's probably the one I've played the very least. Yeah, because it's. But, I didn't uh, play either of them until pretty late when the push button codes oh. were released because I cheated. <laughs> no, my friend and I, the, the friend of mine who had it, like we beat everything. Mm-hmm. Like we unlocked everything. We had all the cheats and stuff. But yeah, it was not my favorite level. No. But uh, yeah, we at least <laughs> we finally got through all the levels and we're mm-hmm. not quite to two hours. Yeah, um, not too much. So. Um, do we want to talk about the cheat options a little bit, real quick? Not too long, guys. We don't want to go over two hours by much. Yeah, but it was a cool, like, kind of how they activated them because in mm-hmm. older games, to me, like to me, just my perspective at the time, was you know cheats are something you enter in a cheat menu, you either type something in or you do a button code. Um, whereas in this, they were like rewards for how you played the game, and mm-hmm. that was new to me. I mean, it was really cool. I think you just got like a big list, and like after you had them all. You almost felt like a developer, like you felt like you were bringing down a yeah, console like and a triggering different things. Yeah, it was really cool. Mm. Kind of reminded me of like, I mean, didn't really remind me of this till later. But reminded me of like those old ID Software games where you could hit like that one button, bring down the console, and like type. Oh yeah. And change it. Uh, yeah. Type no clip or God mode or whatever. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of that, except a little bit less, a little bit more simple. And that could totally. Be the menu. Yeah. Um, and you know, none of them really stand out. I, you know, paintball was really cool and it was innovative at the time. And there's the weird ones like DK mode, DK <laughs> mode. B- big head uh, mode. Yeah. And, and That's the important stuff. one. Every game, yeah. like I want every modern FPS to have that as well. It's not just big head. It's long arm too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was monkey, monkey model, like just stretching the textures over a monkey model. It was kind of weird. I approved. And then uh, the standard invincibility, all weapons, things like that. Yeah. Anything else noteworthy? It felt like there was a ton of them, but I don't feel like it was like one per gun and then mm-hmm. a few others. Like that. Um, did Goldeneye have the secret difficulty level like Perfect Dark did? Uh, not that I recall, but it might have. I thought it did because it had like. Like a fourth one? Double, it was like 007 mode or something, maybe? Because um, what are the three difficulties? Agent. Agent Special, Special Agent, Agent, Double O Agent. Double O Agent, okay. Because I know there was one in either Perfect Dark I... or Golden Knight where you could actually like mess with the difficult, like the uh, damage settings and stuff, I thought. Oh, or something I don't like remember. That. I don't remember either. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember you could like set it to like one-shot kill mode. I remember doing that. Um, yeah. I think. Totally. I think I did it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've got on the cheats. The cheats was cool and that there's other, not just that they unlocked, but it was like some of them were for completing a certain thing and some of them were for how fast you did something. And, um, 
right? Or were they all yeah, for just yeah. how fast you beat stuff? I think they were all... You might have got some for Shoot. beating it on certain difficulty levels, but most of okay. them were speed-based. Yeah. And it was 007 mode. I just looked it up. Okay. You could set cool. the health, enemy damage, enemy <laughs> accuracy, and enemy reaction speed. You could adjust all those things. For That's cool. Vision. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Oh, I do remember like slow-mo mode and fast mode and playing with those. And I think you guys maybe touched on that in the last episode <laughs> where yeah, the helicopter yeah. and the cradle would either fly away or, or not. Like Bond would fly away. But, uh, yeah. I think I'd probably use all guns the most just because. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all guns and, and infinite ammo. Guns, my yeah, infinite jam. ammo. And just, you know, dual-wielding RPC-90s to the whole game. Oh, yep. yeah. That's, the way to go. <laughs> that's totally, totally what I did. Um, anywho, um, that's probably fairly good um, retrospect. Um, yeah. And we've kind of talked about the legacy of it throughout the whole show. I mean, yeah, that's kind of, of our like last item. Comment? See, initially, yeah. uh, our original plan for this is we were going to do one episode about the game, then the next episode would be about the legacy. Okay. And then they would talk about all the other games, but we just took it, turned it into a two-parter instead. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, you know, it happens. I mean, obviously, you know, the Spawn Perfect Dark and all the other kind of attempts by different developers to... Re- kindle this sort of magic of golden eye mm-hmm. more or less successfully none of them ever really did it there's a couple that i think were all right um like right. Uh, world is not enough i've heard Nightfire is pretty decent never played that Nightfire is okay yeah i had yeah. that one um it was it was good it wasn't great and i would even think that the golden eye remake is decent it just should not have been marketed as remake because it's really not a remake it's, it's just a different yeah different take entirely on different game. Yeah, reboot more than anything reboot. it was fine it wasn't terrible, but it was presented as something it wasn't, and it was kind of a negative fan reaction to it. And yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was, but I wouldn't play through it again. <laughs> I, yeah, I was glad when they did. Um, oh, what was the the third person one? Uh, uh, there was Die Another Day for PlayStation. No, um, no, no. But the the more modern GameCube. Everything one. or nothing. I think. Yeah, right. everything or nothing. Is that that one, one I thought Sean it was Connery? cool because it, they were trying something different. They weren't trying to clone mm-hmm. GoldenEye and 64. Like they were trying something different. And I think that, that it did a lot of things right. It wasn't a perfect game, but it was enjoyable, yeah. I thought. Um, I never played that one. Oh, it's it's pretty good. The one I didn't play was from Russia with Love, which I think was built on oh, the same engine okay. but yeah, with, yeah, Sean that was the one with Sean Connery. Um that one I never played. The real gem though is a Nightfire for Game Boy Advance. Oh yeah? No, I'm joking. Don't ever <laughs> play that. You you, you, um, you should actually is a good one to check out. I know we talked about that earlier. Um, as is Quantum mm-hmm. of Solace because they were working on a Casino Royale game and they didn't have it finished and rather than do what Rare did and release it late, they actually just put the entire game into Quantum of Solace. So Quantum of Solace is actually two games in one. Oh, cool. It's, it's all of Casino Royale as a flashback sequence in the middle of Quantum of Solace. <laughs> kind of so, interesting it's a pretty fun game and I, I i've heard about one of the interesting things about that game i know is that it was actually developed by treyarch and it's one of the few non-call of duty games that's you know yeah made by them. that's true yeah and they did a good job with it yeah and i like i think treyarch's all right they always seem like a pretty talented company that's kind of just stuck making the same series over and over again yeah but well, they were a the lot of the really interesting things duty, that do get added to call of duty are from them like zombie mm. mode and Totally. All this really weird stuff. But no big head mode. No big head mode. No big head mode. They're missing out. 
<laughs> um, anyway, um, anyone have any final thoughts? My throat is really dry, so I don't think I have that much more to add. But no, um, I, but I, what, I, go, go ahead. ahead. No, <laughs> I had literally nothing more to say other than to ask what you were thinking. I think it was a, it was a great um, game that kind of set the the new bar for how to do first person shooters on a console, and I think Halo initially kind of its multiplayer was very heavily influenced by it. I think in Perfect Dark, um, it it holds up okay today. The graphics are dated, but it's still fun to play, and it just it's, it was very inspirational to me as like a wanting to be a game developer and just kind of like oh you can totally do different things and um you know as a kid it was fun soundtrack's really good and the soundtrack is excellent right yeah and definitely i think one of the greatest games of all time even though perfect dark kind of uh, overshadows it now but to me they're almost like the same game what what was that because it's a better game in every way it is, yeah, it was but it's like, still good. <laughs> took everything and added to it. I, I wish, yeah, I wish there was like a combined version. I mean, they did that for the Xbox Live version for the multiplayer kind of with the guns. But I wish, I want to play those old levels again on the Xbox one day. Yeah. Please, Nintendo yeah. slash Activision slash whoever owns the Bond license slash Microsoft slash If um If you everyone. haven't, download GoldenEye Source. It's uh it's close as you're going to get to that for right now. And Isn't that awesome. just the... Um, the multiplayer though or um i think so but the levels I, they've recreated a lot of levels i haven't played it in a few years but okay. it, it's really cool like the levels that were in there were, were very well done and and uh the soundtrack is actually really cool because it's a it's a new soundtrack remixed um worth checking out very good mod uh, yeah i've been i've been meaning to i just don't have half-life 2 for the pc amazingly oh it's pretty cheap on steam i'm pretty I sure know, i should get it <laughs> you should uh, I played through it on the orange mod, box. Yep. But uh, it's it's pretty cool. Cool. Maybe you all should check that out and possibly listen to us again after this disaster. Maybe you won't, but that's all right. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. sure it felt a lot more disastrous to us because you know, half of the stuff that went wrong, you guys are never going to know about. Never! <laughs> At least that's <laughs> the idea anyway. Um, any Anything final uh, on your end, Andrew? No. And end it with the word no. No. No, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Alright, guys. um, Thanks for listening through our little retrospect. Um, Hopefully, things will be a little bit more back to normal next week. Um, We're looking at possibly doing, unless something changes, but we're we're looking at doing a Killer Instinct episode next week. Uh, What with the release of uh, Season 3 of the new Killer Instinct. So, um... That's what we're thinking about. Unless something changes, um, Kev will probably be back. Um, so, um, until then... What are you talking about? He's right here. It's me. I'm Kev. Oh, yeah, that's right. I know. You're Kev. Your Kev Rose is played by Agent Ape. <laughs> that's my favorite Bond, actually. Kev Rose is played by Agent Ape? Yeah. Agent... <laughs> I don't know Agent, what that means. Uh, you know... Agent Ape. It's like Agent, Agent Double O Agent Agent Ape. Double O Ape. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There we go. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks for having us on the show, Dave. And hey, have a great time. Not a problem. Oh, always happy to have you guys. <laughs> hey, you, you, everyone, have a good weekend. Assuming it's we still said the weekend goodbye like up. four times, but let's say you know it again. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Bye. Get out. <laughs>
Stop. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs>